Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Phil Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. promised us another helper in the Greek meaning parakletos meaning advocate comforter, counsellor and helper, the one who is the counsel for the defence who pleads a case on behalf of another it also signifies a helper who stands beside a person to give encouragement in trial or battle John identifies Christ as our advocate in the scripture of 1 John 2 1 my little children these things I write to you so that you may not sin and if anyone sins we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous he pleads our case before the Father on the basis of the atoning sacrifice of the cross but Christ promised another advocate another of the same kind to be with us during the challenges and the opportunities of our life. The Holy Spirit equips us with gifts for supernatural living. He presses us to live beyond the limits of talent, experience, education. He is our source of the fruit of the Spirit. The love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the faithfulness, the gentleness and self-control. These are qualities of Christ that the Holy Spirit reproduces in us he actually changes our character and personality to be more like Christ. Adding to that, the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. Gifts, I said, adding to that, the Holy Spirit gives us gifts for dynamic living and leadership. 1 Corinthians 12. A need before us, a challenge before us, a demand before us where we need to execute God's plans a need before us will bring forth the Spirit's gifts from within. Wisdom, discernment, knowledge, vision, healing, reconciliation powers, and the ability to see what God wants and then to proclaim it with expectation and boldness. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that you have delivered us, that you have given us as a gift. Thank you, Lord that we're not doing this in our own strength. And I can testify to this church, this church is here by reason of the empowering presence of God and the giftedness that was released through the saints. Just people, citizens, normal citizens of our community put their hand up and said, Jesus, we see a church in Wyoming. Help us. We see a work that needs to be done on the coast. Help us. And what happens? God says, glad you asked. I have the promise of the Holy Spirit to invoke my will, to empower you, to serve and do a most extraordinary work in building the church and extending the borders of His kingdom. It takes an enormous, an enormous 
faith, endurance, and per- perseverance. And, and Father, we are testimony. We are a testimony this morning. C3 Tugra, we are that testimony of what God has done in this church through 20 years of being your church. And I just stand here and I say, God, thank you. Thank you for the vision. It wasn't my vision. It was vision that we were able to see, the vision that God gave us to see this church here. It wasn't our talent. It wasn't our giftedness. Man, it was Christ and the power of his kingdom that invaded our soul, that enabled us and empowered us. So it's called the empowering presence of God. And that's what young people are flocking to. Thank you, team. Give it up for the team. Andrew Flaxman, he doesn't know how to play the bass. But, but he gets up there and he goes, I know a few notes, so I could give it a go, I guess. Would you give it more than a go, son? You get up there because we're short on a bass player. And I want you to get up there and just even pretend if you have to. And, uh, and he plays like, man, he plays like Stanley Clark or, or, or the bass player out of... What's a more modern band? I'm, I'm quoting bands from the 70s. You play like the, the bass player out of ABBA. No, that's not good. That's not good. That's not going to go down. He's going to have a shot at me about that. Mamma mia, here we go again. Mama, you. Sorry, it's a flashback. We used to pretend in the 70s we didn't like ABBA, but secretly a lot of people did like ABBA. It was not cool to like ABBA. It was not cool. But when they came on, you were glued to the TV. It wasn't because of the girls. It was just, it was just something very, very innocent and very upbeat about that band. And, uh, and then we went back to Led Zeppelin and, and all that later. There's so many um, good examples in the Old Testament, and I started this message a couple of weeks ago, and I, I didn't get anywhere near it, so this morning, I've got plenty of time. I, 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 I want to be able to take you to some of the stories of the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit, where the empowering presence of God was, was uh, obviously uh, a testimony in, in kings and, and, and just average people's lives, and so I want to talk about that. I started off this morning just giving context of what I'm going to speak about, that it's the Holy Spirit. And, and look, if you're failing, if you're, if you're really struggling even doing community, going to the shops and, and even having children even, and, uh, but being a husband or wife, I recommend the Holy Spirit. If you're struggling at, at, at a job you're bored with, you know, I even believe you can be the lollipop man and be in the power of the Holy Spirit and loving God. Man, I, man, if I was getting good money, I'd be the lollipop man, you know, if I, they gave me some good, good decent wage. Uh, and, and you can even do a job like that. You don't have to be bored in life, whatever job you do, you know, and the uh, Bible says actually work is worship. So as you go to work, men and women, it's worship under the Lord. We're, we're, we're called to till the ground and we're not called to goof off. We're called to till the ground, whatever that may mean in your work world. And so, but if, you, if you're battling in your business, if you're struggling in dealing with clients and contracts and that, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that gives you wisdom, discernment, and gives you real vision to see between the lines and make sure you don't get ripped off and make sure you deal properly with every um, dealings, you know. It's the Holy Spirit that enables you, empowers you beyond 
your normal abilities. Amen. Am I speaking to someone this morning? And youth, if you're struggling to honor God and live, you know, and, and make good decisions and, and not, not play up and stuff, it's the empowering presence of God that allows you to make good decisions and say no to sin. Amen. And the closer you get to the Holy Spirit, the, 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 the more empowered you are to live a righteous life. And, and that's what I know to be true. And then it can even blow right out where, you're, where you begin to really think that you can help matters on the planet, where you go, actually, I think I can make a difference on, on the Central Coast. Uh, yeah, I'm putting my hand up. I'm going to join a church. I'm going to serve in that church. I'm going to give to that church. I really believe I can make a difference. And that's a good day for a pastor because then you've got people going, hey, I, I want to be on the AV. I, how old is that kid on that AV, Des? Is, is he old enough to drive that thing? Is he? He's been on else for about 10 years. But, uh, and, and then, you know, it's the worship team. We've had guys, I can't even believe that this guy is one of the best drummers on the coast. Uh, we asked him a number of years ago to, to play, and he was so in fear and trepidation of God, he just couldn't even bring himself to the notion of playing in church. But you'd see him on YouTube, and he's winning Battle of the Bands statewide, and he's making the loudest sounds with double bass drums and so many drums you wouldn't believe. And, and uh, we've got to get that guy in our band, man. He'll wake up the dead. He'll wake up the frozen chosen. He'll, he'll, he'll get people, he'll get them worshiping. He'll get them going. And he said, no, no, for God's house, no way. Look, I don't mind going into a studio. I don't mind going down to Paisley Park and recording for, for, for Prince and, and blessings to him. And, uh, but, but for God's house, I cannot do it. And he really struggled with that. But as he came more and more, and it's the empowering presence of God. People don't realize when they come to church, it's the empowering presence of God that's optimizing, say optimizing, their life, upgrading their software and anointing them to be who they can be in a war-torn planet. And so, not to get crazy, not to get crazy, you need the Holy Spirit. And you need the Holy Spirit now. It's the Holy Spirit that will lead you to all truth. He's the Spirit of truth. And you need it. His presence, His Holy Spirit. To, to, to go for your spiritual inheritance, to go for your physical inheritance that God has for you, you need to hear the Holy Spirit. Which way to go? The Holy Spirit's constantly trying to tell you. Um, Let's do this. Let's do some scriptures this morning. And as we do, uh, I believe it's going to help you understand why you need the empowering presence of God in your life. We're going to look at Moses first. We're going to look at a few examples, but we're going to look at Moses uh, because that is a good place to start. And it's a powerful example of why we need the Holy Spirit. Let's go to uh, Exodus 33, 15 to 16. And then he said to him, so I'm going to move through pretty, pretty quickly. And um, actually, you know, everything Jesus, as I said, his life, his ministry, his message, his death, his burial, his ascension, all give us a firm confidence, a promise that the Holy Spirit is for us to receive. Exodus 33, 15, then he said to me, if your presence, this is Moses, he's had a full-blown encounter with God. If your presence does not go with us, and this is what I felt like I was saying to myself when God was propositioning me to even go into ministry, and, and just from a pram pusher, Julie was the vocal one. Julie was from show business. She was easy on stage. She could, 
command an audience. She could speak, and, and she was doing that fantastically through her Christian dance school that's uh, here on the coast even now in three, four places. And Julie could do that easy. But man, I was just happy just to head down, just to be the pram pusher, man. Uh, you know, this radical woman, yeah, she's my wife, but please don't associate my personality with hers. Um, and, uh, so, and, and, and how was, gonna, how was God going to enable me, empower me? I didn't honestly know. I was in the church probably five, six years before I really realized that the empowering presence of God was so real that I actually could transcend all these difficulties of my shyness, introvertedness, and, and you know, my, 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 my unconfident uh, notion that I could not present myself to people, my, 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 my assertion that I could not present myself, myself to people, I, I, I just... What, uh, I don't know what happened, but I encountered God in 93, and I was never the same again. I had a Mack truck encounter with God, uh, and, and God tipped my spiritual boat over. I was in the water, flailing, but as I kept my eyes on Jesus, I found myself uh, walking on water and doing things I've never thought I could ever do. Pray. I, I prayed for the part. I know the first radical thing I ever did was this. I, I approached the pastor who I knew was going through a hard time. And I said, let me pray for you. I went, who is this guy? I was warring with myself. You kidding? What are you doing? You can't, you can't pray for the pastor. You haven't even said boo to him in five, six years you've been in the church. And he said, we're going to pray for him because we've got the Holy Spirit. No, you're not. We're shy and introverted. Do not do that. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. No, you can't. You're an idiot. <laughs> And that was, like, and I did, I prayed for him, and uh, probably too long too, and <laughs> I was so, I was so released, boom, I was so released that uh, I just, I'm going to give him the whole thing, man, I'm going to prove to him and everyone else I can pray. If your presence does not go with, oh, it's happening again, and I'm not even going <laughs> to. I'm not finishing messages. Every time we go into a Holy Spirit series, over a given month, we get our wonderful exegesis of, of you know, great, awesome, you know, great case we want to put forward. And the Holy Spirit hijacks the meeting. He said, you're going to talk about me. I, I, want, to, I want to play too. I want to, I want to say something too. Exodus 33, 15 says, then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace, say grace, in your sight, except you go with us. So, so we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. The NIV that says, what will distinguish us between everyone else? What, it's the NIV. Thank you, Pastor Julie, for the podcast listeners. When Moses was speaking with God face to face, he realized, oh my God, this is so amazing. When I'm with God, when I'm close to God, when I'm speaking to him face to face, I can do this. But I know when I came down from that mountain and I faced all the people and, and, and all that normal circumstance of life, I really felt like just a mere human so he's basically saying to God, without you, I cannot do, I cannot take a step forward. I need the assurance of your presence 
and he's asking God directly, I need that ever-present reality around my life that you are among us. He's talking about the people of Israel. And certainly, that's what we admonish as a spirit-filled church. We say, you need the Holy Spirit. You can come to a happy, clappy church, as some call it, and we can put all the bells and whistles on, the, the lights, the sound. And, but at the end of the day, if you are not empowered by the Holy Spirit, you, the novelty will wear off. Something will get to you. You will be offended. You will walk out and just say, oh, it, I went along there. It was all right, but... I, I, I couldn't hold on anymore. I, I, I got pushed out by, you know, I got pushed out somehow just by my own flesh or something. But, you know, you can, you can hang on for dear life. I had a couple of good friends, late 70s, that went abroad. They were only in their late, um, late teens too. And they answered an ad in the paper. They ended up trying to sail across the English Channel. Anyway, the uh, huge storm broke out. Huge storm broke out, and, and they wondered where the captain was, and um, they found him down in the cabin polishing the spoons. He'd actually, he'd actually had a breakdown because th this storm was potentially life-threatening. And uh, they, anyway, after wringing his neck, uh, they got back to shore somehow, and they bought the boat off him, and then they got another madcap idea. This is the two great guys, these guys, so adventurous. Then they did some navigation um, uh, schooling. They did some night school, how to you know, skipper a boat and stuff. So then they thought, they're going to sail home from England to Australia. They're going to sail home on this boat. And, and, and so, yeah, they, they did a quick course. They, you know, <laughs> they, they got near down to South Africa, and they lost their masts. Uh, their, their engine wouldn't fire up, and um, one of them, through heavy uh, storms, got, one of my mates got thrown overboard, and at the last moment, he says, at the last moment, in all the froth and the waves that are going up and down, he reached out, and he just grabbed hold of the edge of the boat, but the waves were trying to suck him back into the fury of its force, but he held on for dear life, and it ripped out his arm out of his socket, uh, and he had a sore shoulder for about three years even after that, but I was just, when he told me that, I was grimacing and really feeling like, this is a good, strong guy, man, he's potentially going to be ripped away to death, and he said, I just knew I had to hang on, nobody knew I even had been jettisoned overboard. Nobody, had, my mate, his other mate, there's only two, he had not known I'd been jettisoned, so I had to hang on for dear life. And somehow the wave slapped him and into the boat again, and, but he, his arm, but sometimes it's like that in the church. You've got to hang on to God, hang on to the church, hang on to the fellowship, the connect group, and you've got to, and the Holy Spirit will enable you to do that supernaturally. Just like that, that, that awesome man of God. Um, Moses' attitude and guiding principles for life was the reality that the only way for them to be led and governed, to win the battles over their enemies and survive, was to have God's presence among them, to lead them, to guide them. Jesus said, John 15, 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
He who abides in me, I in him bears much fruit, but without me, you can do nothing. Without my presence, you cannot do nothing. This is what Jesus is saying, stay close to me, stay abiding in me, stay fellowshipping with me, communing with me, keep seeking me, keep knocking, asking, seeking, and you can do crazy stuff for me. Um, In Psalm 20, verse 6, and again, this is a testimonial of our church, uh, Psalm 20, verse 6, now I know that the Lord saves his anointed, and I know this to be absolutely true. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength, or this version says victorious power. Say victorious power. God's anointed have victorious power to prevail in uh, situations and circumstances that even are life-threatening or against your marriage, life, whatever. When you are anointed by God, his victorious power is there for you. God's presence is with us. We'll be strong and courageous, as Joshua says. And we'll stand upon those promises to go before us and never leave. He goes before us, never to leave us and forsake us to claim those promises. So what Moses told the Lord was, don't send us without your presence. We just said that. God answered Moses in Exodus 33, 14, and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. What does rest mean? The Hebrew, Hebrew word for rest means a comfortable, peaceful confidence. And can I tell you this? We need that in these days. A comfortable, peaceful confidence that things are gonna be all right. As all hell breaks out around you and whatever situation and circumstance you face Isn't it wonderful to be calm? They're just going to release the movie of the guy that landed that plane in the Hudson River, I think it was. And, and, oh, that great actor, what's his name? Uh, One of the best. Bruce Willis. (laughs) Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the captain. And one of the main key phrases they're saying, he kept his calm. He kept his calm. I'm not sure what the, how the story, I think ice collected on the wings. He had to ditch it. He had to ditch it good. And, um, and this guy was so cool and calm. Stay calm. It's true. God is telling us as Moses, no matter what battles or trials you face, you will always be able to find a place of quiet rest and peaceful confidence in me. You know that peace that transcends all man's understanding that the Bible talks about in James. That, that is, I love that. I love that. That's, that's what we all need. So, of course, I said that the Old Testament is full of accounts. I want to give a couple of them. You up for that? You up for that? One of them was this. The evidence of God's presence in Abraham's life was so obvious that it caused a heathen king, Abimelech. Say Abimelech. You ever said that name before? Abimelech? Say it again. You like saying words you've never said before? Say Abimelech. Say Abimelech again. It was so obvious in Abraham's life that this king Abimelech, a heathen king, Abimelech, did I say that? Did I say his name, Abimelech? He says this in Genesis 21, 22. God is with you in all that you do, C3 Tugra. God is with you in all that you do. Genesis 21, 22. God is with you in all that you do. God's presence 
makes all the difference with you, Abraham, C3 Tug. People look at our church and go, how did you, you guys, you're not all that big. We've got 11 acres. This is a lot of land. Uh, this is not a bad church, but it's, you know, it's only one-fifth of the overall vision. You guys got a big vision. Um, you guys have done so much, even for the Central Coast, in terms of your prayer, your intercession, uh, your big concerts of prayer at the Gosford Stadium, 3,000 people, the Carroll Stadium, 3,000 people. Do crazy stuff. What? So who's putting, the Chamber of Commerce guy said to me in 2000, you do that, so who's putting on this event, basically saying, who's putting on this massive event? How much money did it cost? Well, it cost us a song because we basically threw everything we could at it because we owned it, and then we threw everything we could at it in terms of people resource, every girl, boy, man and woman, all hands on deck. Uh, we even we put up a seven tonne of steel, uh, which was a flying V scaffolding, and two six-meter towers like that with two trumpet players starting off the whole event. And we hired these two trumpet players and said, we want you to go up there and we want you to go up there. We just hired these kids from a local school. They go, yeah, we'll open up. We're going to stand on a stage. We're going to play our trumpets. Well, we'll do that. No, 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 hang on. Put this safety harness on. And, and, and we want you to go, and you, son, you, and the, you, uh, you, uh, you can do all things through Christ. I'm not a Christian, but it doesn't matter. Get up there. <laughs> we would do crazy things. In Joshua 1.5.6, another Old Testament um, uh, example, God said, Joshua 1.5, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Uh, yeah. As I was with Moses, as I was C3 Tagra, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For, this, for, for to this people you shall divide us an inheritance. That's important right there. I'm going to back it up. Verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. C3 Tagra. For to this people, the ones that have joined us and are coming and shall come, you shall divide as an inheritance. What are we going to divide as an inheritance? We're going to divide up all the blessings that we can lay hold of in God's kingdom by praying, by loving God, seeking God, serving God. We're going to create a community and lay hold of our best life, and then we're going to give it away as much as we can to every soul that comes through those doors. We're going to build facilities. We just got the engineered plans for the room, the auxiliary room that goes out off the back of the building. Just got those Thursday. Money come, money come. People are giving $1,000 gifts, $500 gifts, $10,000 gifts, $1,000 gifts, $5,000 gifts. Whatever you want to give, it needs to come in now for your children. I'm going to plead an amount or pledge an amount, but I need to talk to Julie. So before you pledge any radical amount, get with your wife, talk it over, say, what are you going to give? I've got... Because the wife usually wants to give more, that's right. Yeah, uh, we, we know those men. The men are going, no, I've, I've already committed $10, $10. That, that's, 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 yeah, no, I've already done that. The wife's going, you kidding? $10, what a hamburger and a milkshake. No, 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 you don't understand sacrificial giving. Uh, we need, to, we need to tell you about the Anzacs. Courage, sacrifice, uh, amen. Be strong and of good courage, 
For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So exactly what Joshua did, he took the land, he crossed over the Jordan River, he got into the promised land, Jericho came down, all those small battles, and he was called to mark out. You got to mark out the boundaries of certain lands and dispossess, uh, invade, literally invade, and, and take back that land because these other crazy people, they're sacrificing babies and doing crazy stuff. We need to get those guys out and we need to get God's people in and we need to cultivate the land, the atmosphere, and we need to create another Garden of Eden in the promised land. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a bit like that. That's what church is doing. We're displacing devils and, and the powers of darkness from our cities, from our atmospheres, from our schools, from our marketplace, and we're saying... No way, Jose. You're out of here, devil. God's kingdom, God's light is prevailing right now. Jesus, the same victory that Joshua was given, we can have if we stand on the promises of God and, 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 and God will go right beside us, Paracletus, the advocate, the one who comes alongside us, and we can do this crazy stuff like witness to the person in the checkout. Imagine that. Are you really speaking to me about that person? You're sweating. What do you, what do you, what do you want me to do, Lord? I didn't bring my Bible. Don't worry about that. Just say something. Just a gesture of, hey, how you going? Uh, something just to say that God lives and that God knows their name. Do something to suggest that there's still even friendly people around. Are we still smiling at people? Are we still gesturing hope? And, you know, just that can be enough and then you can work on that. Once you broke the ice, and then you talk about something, anything, and that leads to something and anything, and then all of a sudden, you're talking about God, or you're praying for them, and it happens to me all the time, I don't know. But it happens when you're anointed. It happens when you live in the presence of God. And it happens when, when you turn up in a certain area, geographical area, and the presence of God breaks out. And, and all around that checkout is, is swirling the presence of God. And the power of God and the love and the mercy, the grace, the kingdom of God is, is breaking out. And people are going, oh, I was bored uh, until this person got before me with their groceries. And all of a sudden, what, why, am I thinking about, uh, why am I thinking about things like, like this, the eternal matters or, or whatever? Because you change the atmosphere. You change the atmosphere wherever you go. You're the light. You're the salt. You bring out the God flavor everywhere you go. It's like a big salt shaker. Brings out all the, all the God flavor. I never used to have salt until three months ago, and and, and then I was I was rebuked because, you know, by the likes of these healthy people like my daughter and I said, Dad, you gotta eat salt. Um, it's not good not to have salt. Yeah, salt is for your body. It's for your well-being of your body. And, and I always thought I was being good all these days, not using salt. No, I don't take salt. Or pepper. <laughs> Holier than thou. Now I go, give me the salt. <laughs> Himalayan salt. Not that iodine salt either. That, yeah, you poisoned you. No, it's the Himalayan stuff that the, the backpackers brought in. The, the, the Himalayan. In Judges 6.12, I might have just one more time for one more. In Judges 6.12, and this really speaks to me again, and it would speak to you, God told Gideon, 
He's hanging out. He feels the pressure of his community that's under assault from the adversary. Judges 6.12 says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor, you mighty woman of valor, you mighty man of valor, you mighty woman of valor. He's just hanging out in the wine press. He's hanging out and he's, he's not up for anything. He's up for no fight. He's just hanging out until this marauding enemy passes by and takes all the crops and takes all the spoils and he's going, no. And, and then all of a sudden, this angel of the Lord before, appeared before him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty church of valor, you mighty man or woman of valor. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt, but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites? 14, verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in the might, or go in the power of yours. Go in the might and go in the power and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Sending means apostolic. Apostolic means sent ones. I always believe that we're on a mission. That's why I say we're an apostolic church, that we are sent. I've always felt we're on a mission, that we're not just here to create a community, singing Kumbaya, hanging out till Jesus comes. But we're here on mission. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.